We are. I know you're a Coke guy, but this stuff, stuff? the zero sugar with the new and improved taste is amazing. Pepsi zero sugar, new and improved taste, huh? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Pepsi makes me want to put my face under a tire, so... I don't, I don't see like it being good. Like if you if you took Pepsi and you were like, this tastes exactly like Pepsi and has no <laughs> sugar, sugar and calories, I'd be like, yeah. My problem wasn't the sugar and calories. My problem yeah. was the Pepsi that is yeah. in it, and that would be the problem that I have with it. My buddy so, Henry's the same way. No, He's I just like, get away from me with that. Pepsi. I love Pepsi. How I, dare you? I mean, Coca-Cola you is good, like but like yeah, I, I do. I love Pepsi and Pepsi sure. products. Sure, okay. Right. <laughs> I don't even like Pepsi products most of the time. Like they're, they're, they're just garbage. It's garbage, garbage soda. Garbage soda. <laughs> time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Horrible gaming podcast. Hello, my name is Zachariah with Old Man Gaming. You, dear listener, have chosen for whatever reason to tune into another horrible gaming podcast. I am not alone. Usually, I am never alone. With me is Neil, aka Tiny Wizard. I got the point right this week. I got it right this week. Uh, yeah, we are gonna do a podcast for you guys. We, we are. Uh, we're, we're making it a trifecta. We did the 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 Xbox one. We did the Nintendo one. Now we're doing the Sony one. Uh, so there you go. That's what we're talking about. Um, but before we get into that, we got to thank the people who have allowed us to do this show to make it possible, other than you fine fans out there. But, but somebody's fighting with a dog on your side. Oh, you can hear that? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that yeah. Very, the, uh, that is very audible. The, the puppy is an absolute nightmare. <laughs> still, uh, still very much a nightmare. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, above our ugly mugs, you see a fancy uh, original graphic that was given to us by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. And then, of course, the theme song for this show and all of the shows here at OMG are provided by the man who makes the music, my brother, Nick Van Siders. We thank him for that. We'll be right back with Fans Reaction. Horrible Gaming Podcast. That brings us to our first segment, our most important segment, that is fan interaction. That's where we, the co-hosts, talk to you guys, the fans. We read out all your comments and all the places that we find them and all that lovely stuff. Uh, so, let's get right into it. We have four comments this week. Uh, first, William Hoen. Hi! Exclamation point. On the Nintendo Direct, the Etrian Odyssey port on Switch is making me consider buying one would be cheaper than buying a Nintendo DS and the cartridges. I love those games so much. I have to go back and look at the Etrian Odyssey. I don't remember that. I don't I don't even think I've heard of that, which is rare. Right? I'm an encyclopedia for weird unknown games. Yeah, um, I'm not 100%. I mean, honestly, everything that happened after Prime is a blur, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, then he continues, Neil, I am quite excited to play that Dead Cells slash Castlevania crossover. Looks great. Then he says, thanks for the show. Cheers. Hashtag violent illness here too. That is true. William Holden has had some violent illness. It's been everywhere, man. Everywhere. Yeah. Even at work, uh, a couple people were sick, and uh, I very much dodged, or at least I hope I dodged. I woke up this morning kind of feeling off. We'll see what happens tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Then we've got uh, Jason chimes in. $40 for a remaster is ridiculous. I'm inclined to agree with you, Jason. However, I am not a Metroid guy. So I know Neil thinks it is worth it, and I understand his presence. It's not not something I would do. But that being said, I am not a yeah. guy. I never played Prime in the first place, so I don't, I don't know the value. Yeah, honestly, uh, if it was just like a standard, just like a slap a coat of paint on it and call it a day sort of rema- remake, remaster situation to where it's just up res resolution and that's it i think i would have been more upset but like i think that they put enough into it to justify the 40 dollars price tag um still absolutely loving it by the way i'm glad you're enjoying it man and there is i mean there's a little voice in my head that's screaming to call you an absolute lunatic but <laughs> i'm not gonna do that because games should be valued individually if you think it's worth forty dollars then more power to you you you're getting forty dollars worth of game that's what matters you know Mm -hmm. i personally think on a whole forty dollars for a standalone remaster without any other games included is a little bit of a slap in the face but again it's it's kind of eye the beholder stuff a lot of video game stuff is like that you know so yeah um uh sajaric I believe this guy, this used to be Backdraft, but I think he changed his name to Sajarik, so we're going to go with that. Uh, yay, Valheim, and woo! <laughs> uh, and then Jason chimes in again, school should be canceled on principle of school sucks, otherwise yes. just smoke in the boys' room. I agree on all of these fronts, sir, all of these fronts. And now that song's going to be stuck in my head. What? School's out for Smoking summer? in the... Well, oh, school's off for some smoking in the boys' room. I'm a high school dropout, so I'm totally with you on that one. Uh, but if you're still in high school and you're listening to this, stay in school. Stay in school. <laughs> if you're still in high school and you're listening to this, why are you listening to two relatively older <laughs> dudes bitch about stuff okay. that chances are you either like or weren't around for in the first place? I have <laughs> seen our demographics. I can assure you there are no high school-aged boys listening to this. 100%. Our demographics are like 35 and over. Uh, so As it should be, goddammit. As, as it should be. <laughs> all is right in that section of the world uh so that's it a nice easy quick fan interaction not a lot to it today we are going to talk about the state of play and how lackluster it was also the we're wet gonna... fart of a show that was uh you keep calling things a wet fart when they're pathetic i do want to call you out on that because i'm going to tell you right now a wet fart is an emergency <laughs> so Wait, like, like, I use this turn of phrase often. You have used it twice now. You called, uh, you called something a wet fart last show. 
It was either last show or the show I before did. that. Yeah, you were like, this was a wet fart of a trailer or something like that. And I was like, he keeps calling things a wet fart. Wet farts uh, are fucking emergencies. This is like a silent fart that doesn't smell. It it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, that's that's the thing. A wet fart to me is like, I can't go to work that day. Like, that's it depends is. on when the wet fart happens. And how wet, I suppose. But and still, how, how wet. Any level of wet is unacceptable it's, yeah it's, it's the first, like, you call it a wet fart i'm like i know what he's trying to say but that does not come off that way to me like, as somebody who has recently had quite a bit of wet farts it was not fun <laughs> all right so we're gonna get into it we're gonna talk about the state of play we're gonna talk about some other stuff uh i also want to direct it a little bit to some shittiness on ign's part on behalf of our third member of the triforce uh phil billy uh so yeah so phil billy out there you asked for this to be in the odds and ends since we're going to talk about it in the main thing that's where it's going to be just to let you know ahead of time everybody else we'll be right back after this and we'll talk about the state of play horrible gaming podcast all right we are talking about the state of play look it's only fair it's only fair we bitched about the xbox show then we bitched about the Nintendo Direct show. Now we got a bitch about the uh, the state of play. And I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, all of these companies have said they're not going to be at E3. So if this is their E3 presentation, like their E3 kind of shows, they are not good. Not good, not hopeful, not present, just not fun. Like, like before we even get into this as a whole, this has been... Like, non-existent presence, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, since you kind of brought it up, I guess yeah, I'll just use one of my odds right way. here. Yeah. Right here and now. Uh, I mean, it's been confirmed now that Nintendo is not going to be at E3. I mean, I They've want to since... say they haven't been at E3 forever. Everybody's like, oh, they're at E3. No, they do a Treehouse Direct. right but it's not really them being there yeah it's more so like i because i think they still had like a floor presence a show presence even though they didn't present directly at the show but (laughs) yeah no straight up and down they're not doing it right uh and sony too it's that i i think it was either an insider or sony themselves have just kind of said uh that they're saving all their quote good stuff for the uh, the summer shows, for when E3 is, but like not actually being at E3, you know, that weird sort of situation. Well, in fairness, Sony hadn't been there even before E3 stopped, you know? Yeah, even they were the first the pandemic, ones to drop out. Yeah, they were the first ones to, to pull out. I think that, like, I mean, unless you count Nintendo pulling out and just doing their weird treehouse stuff, but like Sony was the first people to be like, no, we're not going at all. I think that like, yeah, like, like, but, but still, like, okay, you pulled out, so this is what you're showing us, like, like, I'm, I'm kind of hoping there's more on the way from them, closer to when E3 would have would happen, which is like June or July, but like, right, still, this is this is pretty sad if this is what we're looking at for the rest of the year. That being said, I suppose we should get into it. 
right? Yeah. Uh, so again, we're using an article, so it's not going to be in the right order. But Rocksteady shared an extended look at Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. They confirmed it is a lives of service game that will require an internet connection. Um, so yeah, the real question here is the game still looks good. I think the game looks uh, uh, phenomenal as far as presentation and everything they've showed us so far. Um, which, let's face it, we know what we're going to compare this to, right? We're going to compare this immediately to Marvel's Avengers. That's what we're going to compare mm-hmm. this to. Like that That's the other company that tried a superhero lives of service game. Personally, I don't think a superhero lives of service game is a bad idea. I think it can work. I think that the problem with the Crystal Dynamics one, right, is that... I don't think they ever intended for it to be a lives of service game and Square Enix pushed them to make it that way. And I think it's evident in the fact that the narrative side of that game is so well done to just being a narrative, being a good story, while the game's service side is kind of not really well put together. And because of that, both sides suffer or or both sides did suffer. I think that... uh, that this game was never intended to be anything other than a lives of service game. I don't think, I don't think anybody going into this were thinking we're going to make a narrative game, and then they got their their process changed somewhere along along the road. That being yeah. said, that being said, can they pull this off? Like, can they do what they need to do? And is this the right place to do it? So, I mean, yeah, I I kind of agree that I think Marvel's Avengers was supposed to be something else. Mm-hmm. It was probably supposed to be like a single player uh, narrative heavy experience that maybe would have had some multiplayer, uh, something akin to like uh, like with Halo uh, multiplayer to where you can just like ju- uh, the campaign to where you can just take over one of the other Spartans or like be a second master chief situation uh, somewhere along the way. It got turned into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I have great fear and concern for this game uh, just by virtue of the fact that uh, we had Gotham Knights come out, mm-hmm. another DC property, um, made as a live service game. Uh, it was eventually revealed that it was a live service game. Everybody kicked back on it, and then it just turned out to just be a just very bland, boring, fight bad guy, make number go up with gear sort of game. I would and... argue that Knights was not a live service game. I mean, I had heavy multiplayer components, but like the structure of it was not like events and like uh, um, uh, like 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 points that you go to. You know what I mean? Like it was more like a story that you played cooperatively with other people. It was engineered a lot more towards the multiplayer, I would say. But like, I, I would never compare. I would never put Gotham Knights in the same category as like let's say like destiny whereas right. I, whereas very obviously marvel's avengers was trying to be a destiny type game yeah and that it's kind of speaks to the idea that overall live service games are starting to go through some sort of evolution because especially like we've talked about this before at length but <clears throat> 
Like, there's a reason the people that don't like live service games don't like them. Mm -hmm. It's because of how they're portrayed and the cookie cutter formula of every single one. And I at least have to give them some sort of props by making it a more narrative focused thing with the live service elements. Now, if they're doing that with this as well, hopefully they refined something from Gotham Knights. But I, I don't know. I... It's weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but Suicide Squad does not necessarily, like, give me enough to, like, okay, this is, like, this big license, you know, like, Batman, obviously, you know. Any other property, it's, like, everybody and their mother knows what this is. There's some people out there who don't know what Suicide Squad is outside of, you know, just, like, a bad superhero movie sort of situation. I don't know as if this is the, this is their bright shining moniker that they want to use as this is our big thing. Cause it well, seemed to be like the focus of the show. Yes. And, and I agree with that. I also want to go ahead and say that like, I, I kind of want to build on that point a little bit because uh, like, okay, you've confirmed it's a live service game. Uh, we don't exactly know what that looks like for you because live as service is a very mercurial term at this particular mm-hmm. juncture. Just like I just said, like, yeah, y- like you kind of thought Knights is, and I kind of thought it kind of wasn't. But at the same time, neither one of us are right or wrong on that. It's very hard to really tell what a live as service game is specifically anymore. Like, is this going to be more akin to like Knights, or is this going to be more akin to like? destiny or marvel's avengers like how will this play we really haven't seen a lot of that that being said that down the pipe i do want to say this is a weird kind of subject matter for like dc's big live as service superhero game in my opinion what mm-hmm. like Part of me is like, I kind of get it because the Suicide Squad can be anything. I mean, you always associate the Suicide Squad with like Harley Quinn and Captain Boomerang and King Shark, which they're in there. But like the Suicide Squad is any villain that ha- that Waller sticks an explosive in and sends right. out to do good things. <laughs> so you could have the Joker in there. You could have you could add literally any DC supervillain to this for DLC later, which does give them that infinite like content update sort of thing i think it's weird to do villains first i i would do like justice league or something like that that. same exact thing get out of my head yeah because that's that's what i was thinking is like wouldn't it be much better to have like the story wise be the first game be the justice league because everybody knows what the justice league is you have the game happen whatever uh and then at the end they lose even though like the, you you think you've beat the game and you've won, at the end they lose, and then that sets up this game. Right. Uh, because, uh, yeah, that name recognition is not... So strange. Super there. So strange. And I think that, like... I mean, another thing you got to look at uh, is, like... Like, this would be like if somebody decided, hey, we're going to make a John Wick live-as-service game, and it's going to be this massive live-service AAA game for John Wick. But you don't play an assassin. You play a hotel greeter at the Casino. You know what I mean? Like play at the Continental. Yeah, like that kind of thing. It's like, why is this? I'm not saying that wouldn't be interesting. I'm just saying, why would that be the first big foyer? Like, when you really look at DC and DC's presence in the video game space, what is there? There's 
the Batman, uh, Batman Arkham, uh, Batman Arkham City, Batman Knight, or uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Then there's Gotham Knights. Those are it. That's DC's presence in the video game space, unless you include that terrible MMO, which I don't. So that so then your big AAA game of service like explosive series is the suicide squad like i know it was probably the only good dc movie in a long time but like come on that's weird to me that's really strange to me to do that um i don't know i don't know at the same time they might be shy and might be trying to avoid what happened to marvel's avengers so true who knows who knows i I will say everybody out there saying that games of service is like a bubble that's popping or whatever, it'll go away a little bit, but it'll come right back. I want to point out that in the lifespan of this podcast, we've also had this crazy crisis on no narrative games, and now they're everywhere. So like, like, like two years ago, we were talking about whether narrative games were done from the AAA space, and they're not. They're obviously not. So, like, right. this happens. This is just a rotation, and then everybody speculates, like, oh, there's not going to be any narrative games anymore. It's all going to be lives of service, and then the narrative comes back, and then everybody's like, oh, there's not going to be lives of service anymore. Yes, there are, because there's plenty of people out there doing good lives of service, like Warframe. Unfortunately, I hate to admit it, but Fortnite, like, people who can retain their audience and mm-hmm. make those kind of, uh, uh, make those kind of, uh, um, payment plans work stuff like that those people will stay around and then other people will start it'll start to shift that way and then in two years from now everybody's gonna be like we're not gonna get any more narrative games everybody calm down we're gonna have all games forever thousands of games games come out i mean they do like last year something like 100,000 plus games came out on steam like between indie and triple a it's insane and those games range from all <laughs> spectrums. Like, you can find what you want. Trust me. Uh, all right. Well, we need to move off that one, I think. Uh, so what are we on to next? Uh, I guess next, the one that uh, – the whole reason why I even found out that this was a thing <laughs> uh, was there was more uh, Street Fighter Six, just a, a cinematic trailer with uh, – a little bit more gameplay of those individual characters that they announced. Um, so, yeah, I didn't find out that there was even a showcase until the Street Fighter's official Facebook page had shared something about this. Right. Um, so Zangief, a new character, Lily, and then Cammy are all going to be in Street Fighter VI. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched this trailer. Zang- yeah, Zangief and Cammy play identical to how they always have, which is honestly it's it's very much a if it ain't broke don't fix it uh situation. A lot of characters are like that. Maybe give them one extra move here and there to kind of change things up, but and then we have the uh, other individual who just uses wind-based attacks and the field what is it? Sticks. Field hockey sticks is what they are. Yeah, they look like field hockey sticks to me. It's some I'm sort sure of like, it's yeah. a Native American yeah. sport that I'm not aware of, but they look like field hockey sticks. Uh, yeah. So, still very excited for this game coming out in June, I believe it was. Um, never got into the closed beta, hoping there's an open beta at some <laughs> point. Uh, 
I can Neil only feeling hope. shunned by his people. Yeah, uh, feeling shunned have, by my people. I don't have a ton of comments to say on this one. I will say I am still kind of excited about this game as well. I think it could be really interesting. I'm very hopeful that there are some really cool multiplayer angles in it so that you and I can do a show out of it. That being yes. said, uh, I do want to also point out they keep saying that Zangief is Sambo, like Sambo wrestling. <laughs> Like, which is a Russian wrestling fighting style, and this motherfucker does lariats, spinning power bombs, and pile drivers. Zangief, you are a professional wrestler. Professional he wrestling. He single sambo move, and he's like, he's a sambo guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, sambo. Who? What Russian sambo dojo is teaching how to do a spinning pile driver? That's um, that's like uh, the one character Adon, who's supposed to be like the antithesis to Sagat. Right. Uh, Muay Thai, Muay Thai, right. just like Sagat. Um, I've never seen an individual do a backflip and springboard off of a wall and kick straight down as a uh, Muay Thai move. <laughs> um, and then Cammy, why'd you cut your pigtails? I miss them pigtails. I miss them. I, I like the British jacket, though. I like the British. I, I think it's a story thing that she's on the run. Oh, okay. All right. She does have my wife's old haircut, so I still have a deep, deep love for Cammy in my heart. <laughs> Other than that, game looks interesting. Nothing more to say on it. Uh, I'm still, I'm still interested to see what you think of it, honestly, because you're a connoisseur yeah. of those. I uh, will this, most certainly be getting it day one. This next one we're going to spend some time on because IGN really fucked the pooch up on this one. Uh, okay. So Baldur's Gate 3 launches on August 31st. It was part of the state of play, and it got a release date for August 31st during this state of play. However, during the state of play, they didn't directly say Xbox for the August 31st. This prompted IGN, which often does this shit, we're going to talk about it a little bit, to immediately write a story that it turns out that Baldur's Gate is going to be a a PlayStation console exclusive. Oh. It's it's not going to be a PlayStation console exclusive. In fact, Uh. they're having problems with the split screen on the Xbox. So they didn't want to say a 100% release date on August 31st for Xbox because of the split screen issues may take a little time. However, it was already out there that IGN had said that, so they got attacked by the internet and gaming at large that they weren't what? releasing no. on Xbox. Right. I thought gamers are like considered oh, yeah. rational, level-headed people. Yeah, even Keel. I mean, we're not even rational and level-headed. Uh, <laughs> so like, so like, they got attacked by it. They had to do a bunch of backpedaling. And even though now there's a story up on IGN explaining it, you've already kind of done the damage against them. And I want to actually point this out on IGN as a whole. How many fucking articles have we seen where they're like, there was a Walmart posting and we might be getting a sequel of this thing yeah ign is the largest video game news company on the internet i i don't Mm. think i'm wrong to say that i would say that that is a fact i think the only second only to game informer if anything i don't think they're second to game informer i think they surpass game informer i think game informer's up there in the conversation probably still a kotaku but i see way more articles from ign on all the media sources ign is where a lot of gaming news comes from, and they don't do any fact-checking. They just throw shit up to be the first person up there. It also it also speaks to their review process and why Cyberpunk had to be re-reviewed and why Borderlands 3, when it came out, 
had like didn't have was a fucking nine on their score list like this kind of stuff is because they don't do any fact checking they're just trying to be first even though they are the biggest company out there and it, it bothers me to a level because they're supposed to be journalists and this is not journalistic integrity there's no fact checking here why wouldn't you reach out to larian studios for a comment before just posting an article like that uh and that that kind of shit just pisses me off uh, I didn't know about the original backlash. Uh, Phil Billy actually contacted me today with the backlash. I had seen the story about the co-op thing, the cleanup story, but I had missed the actual original story because, hell, I missed the state of play. Um, yeah. And it's just, like, it's not even just that. Like, it's just they do this shit all the time. Like, you, like, they they post shit irresponsibly, and it bothers me. You know, we're mm. the little guys. We're the ones who are supposed to be posting stuff irresponsibly. You know, like not <laughs> as you. we don't want to do. Yeah, <laughs> you're like the CBS News of fucking uh, games. Like you have to get that shit right, and it just, it just, it's just very frustrating and annoying. I understand why Philbu was very upset and wanted us to talk about it, but. We did get a, a release date for Baldur's Gate, at least on the PlayStation as well as on the PC, and that is August 31st. Well, I feel like that's something that's really, like, really a big thing anymore. Because mm -hmm. there's been a, multiple times where we've had stories about how, oh, well, they had a trailer, and it's, you know, showed these, these yeah. were the platforms it was coming to. But it also didn't mention the fact that it's coming oh. to this platform at this time, or, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Or, like, especially, like, with Nintendo, it's like, oh, this game is coming to the Switch, dot, 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 but via game streaming. Like, yep. you know, there's lots of omission, and I honestly don't put it squarely at IGN's feet. I definitely hold them to task on that stuff for sure. Like you had mentioned, like you're supposed to have some sort of journalistic integrity Something. when you're like a big yes. an outlet like that. But it's also worth considering that a lot of these game companies put these misleading ass trailers up or release information in little tiny tidbits or like choose yeah. their words very, very carefully. I, I do agree so with that. So that they have an out. I think that the, the, the fountain of information for gaming is is real rough. Uh, and, and normally I'd be right with you on this is the fault of the game company, but Larian Studios is not a big AAA company. They're not people who are out there trying to mislead people. They're, mm. they're just a company trying to make a game. Uh, and, and They're an indie company trying to make a game. A bigger indie company, but an indie company nonetheless. And I think that there is... I mean, really the problem, and this, this goes to a problem with all news, is kind of social media. It Basically what happens is most people get their news from social media. And the news outlets, whether it be gaming or anything, it's, it's become more about first than correct. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's the problem. Because this would have been easily cleared up by making a phone call before you release that. You make a phone call to Larian, hey... You got a comment on this? Larian would have explained themselves. And then we'd have the article that ended up coming out in the end about the whole split screen thing. Instead, you needed to be first because you knew Kotaku wouldn't make the call or, or you couldn't take the risk that Kotaku would make the call. You couldn't take the risk that Polygon would make the call. You couldn't take the risk that Game Informer would make the call. So you just decided to put it out there. 
and that's that's something that is a, just just a real sickness in all the ways that we receive information as a whole is you're they're just trying to be first now they're not trying to really check anything they're just trying to get it out there because it's all about clicks and right. i think that like with these bigger companies and you know i'm I'm screaming into the void at this point. None of it's going to change. But like these bigger companies have a responsibility because they can crush smaller studios, you know, completely by accident by doing this shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like Larian didn't do anything wrong here. And yet they're they had to basically spend an entire week defending themselves, you yeah. know? Um so yeah. So there commented on it. I I think that it's <laughs> It's a, it's a serious problem. Uh, personally, that and the algorithm. Algorithms need to die. They need to die. They need to become illegal. Algorithms <laughs> are the root of all evil in the world. Um, but that's a whole nother tinfoil hat rant for another day. Um, continuing. Uh, now, th now we get into the stuff that I really didn't know about. <laughs> Which is Resident Evil 4 Remake. Oh, I knew about this. Re Resident Evil yeah. 4 is getting a remake. Yeah. Uh, honestly. I, mercenaries I, mode, whatever that is. I don't know. I think it was uh, uh, like I think it was like a multiplayer mode from the from before from the original four or something like that. I'll be honest. I'm not quite sure. Um, not a big Resident I don't, Evil guy myself. Yeah, I don't I don't really even though like Dead Space is one of the greatest games I've ever played, I'm not mm -hmm. all for spooky. So yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Um Never mind. yeah, but I it, I think it's kind of funny like I don't know what's Capcom's deal is and I think they're now on this every other <laughs> cycle. So their next big game here is the Resident Evil 4 remake. <coughs> and then what's what's going to be next? Resident Evil 9? After I'm that, very, and then they're going to remake five. I'm very confused, and and in fairness, their remakes, in my opinion, are like actually worthwhile remakes because it's not just like they didn't just remaster it; they completely redid the game. Like one and yeah. like did they remake one? They didn't, did they? They remade two, right? Uh, it was two they and had, three, but they one, haven't done one yet. One was remade. Yeah, there was two and three, but one was actually remade. A while ago, yeah, but so they've not already in done the, one remake. Not in the fashion of how they did two and three, right? Because no, it was three, like uh, I believe it was on GameCube. That's what I'm saying. It's not in the fashion like, of the way they remade these ones. Uh, right, yeah, yeah, to where like they changed the uh, yeah, they, they changed like the the whole the over the shoulder and yeah, everything yeah. like that. I I don't know if they're gonna. They will. If they're going to go back and yes, remake a remake. 100%. At least not for another 10 years. No, they'll remake it. They'll remake it, like, next. Because they're out of games. The, first of all, number two was huge. It was, like, mm -hmm. game of the year candidate when it came out, <laughs> huge which is number insane two. to me. <laughs> and then three was good. And now they're doing four. They're out of Resident Evils that people liked. So, like, they're going to go back right. to one, and they're going to try and streamline that remake to look like two and three. Still, you're kind of running out of them here, guys. Like, I, I don't uh, know. I think the opposite side of that coin is I think now is a good opportunity to try to remake five and six and make them, like, good. Oh, that's uh, true. 
like you know this this is their time you know maybe remove punching a boulder uh <laughs> I, <laughs> or having or having your last fight in an active volcano or, and I, a helicopter uh, shows up with rocket launchers for no reason yeah you know uh, that sort of stuff um that would be really cool that yeah. would be actually really interesting if they took those games that were that are widely regarded as god awful beyond all recognition and like actually made them so that people liked them that would be mm-hmm. that'd be interesting i think the the only problem i have with that is you'd have to fundamentally change the story of the game because some of them just are bad story don't yeah. Even, yeah they just don't make sense like my problem with the game as crazy as it is is i'm like okay well they had a, a a fist fight in an active volcano and then a helicopter shows up with rocket launchers and it's just like the plot's off the rails at that how do you reel that back in and still call it a remake you know yeah uh maybe they should call it a redo <laughs> Do over like Resident Evil Five, Resident Resident Evil Five Mulligan. <laughs> uh, okay, next up we had uh, Destiny Two Lightfall launch trailer. I had a nice week's launch. I mean, hey, uh, I haven't been into Destiny for a while. I think it's a really cool game. If you're into it, I'm sure you're excited for it. Glad to glad glad you are. Uh, then we've got, uh, they revealed a bunch of games coming to PSVR 2, which actually I kind of feel like they needed this. They really needed this because PlayStation yeah. VR has taken a lot of flack on the, 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 the VR 2 because it costs the, as much as the system, doesn't it? Something yeah, like that? Yes. Even, even the standard PlayStation VR, it was okay as it was an entry level. Yeah entry-level vr system that you know you could hook up to your playstation and and, like it was okay but that was back in vr's real heyday Mm -hmm. vr is not moving forward with the optimism that it had when it was really kicking off yeah like back when the quest and everything came out people were like okay this is starting to be a thing now maybe it's a viable situation Mm -hmm. uh now with the vr2 like the the conversation has changed so much in that a lot of these games are just like the same sort of thing. You're a first person, whatever. You can't actually <laughs> walk. You have to teleport around everywhere. Yeah. You know, um, there's no real innovation, no like hardcore like games, games. Mm-hmm. They're all like small bite size experiences. 100%. And I think that's really starting to weigh on VR as a whole. Because VR two isn't like you said is not doing great right now. Well, and it um, came out in a weird way. They didn't really advertise it that much. It cost right. as much as a PlayStation Five. There were no real games for it when it came out. Like it, it kind of felt like they were releasing it to give up on it. Like, and it's like, what what are we even doing here? Now you actually. Well because it's not going to get any better situation. I guess. Yeah. Like I I feel like at. This is something they needed because they've taken a lot of flack. And that's not just me saying that. Like, even even IGN and all the big boys have said, like, what is the point of getting PlayStation VR 2? Uh, they needed to release some games for it and show off some games for it. They've got, they, they showed off five games coming for it. I'm not going to go into the individual games because that's, I'm not going to get a VR. I'm never going to have a VR. It makes me sick to my fucking stomach. Uh, so it's, it's not going to be something that I'm going to be able to interact with. 
Uh, and so those, these games are not things that I'm going to follow. That being said, I will follow the situation, which is they needed to show some games for this. They really did. They needed to also show people who might be interested in actually investing that insane amount of money that, hey, there's a reward at the end of your 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 expenditures. Yeah, it's that's exactly what it is, is all of these... All these games that are coming out are—they're pretty much full price games in a lot of the uh, a lot of these situations. But mm-hmm. they all boil down to the same exact thing: it's a three-hour experience that is like, oh, that's super cool, but like you know, there's not a whole lot to it. Like even that Call of the Mountain, the review of Call of the Mountain, for the the Horizon game, the half of the game is you just climbing in VR, which is you just a hand up and just going like this like you're climbing right that's a majority of the game sure there's some some like parts and pieces to where you know yeah you're firing arrows and doing some stuff here and there but it it's very much about like look at what this can do and now it's look at what this can do if we made it from your favorite game franchise but it's still like not I still don't look at them as games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I completely agree. They're not, like, and I've talked about this before, I think gaming nowadays is not what it used to be. It's not about, like, spend a half an hour trying to beat a level in Mario. Gaming is hours in involved. Mm-hmm. You know, there are story li- there are, like, hell, there are certain games where just narrative chunks are 15 to 30 minutes uh, yeah. So, like, the biggest problem that faces VR is you can't spend hours in that headset Mm-mm. and not, you know, have to take a break. Uh, and that that's always going to push somebody back because, you know, we spend these giant amounts of money on these game systems now because we spend hundreds of thousands of hours playing these games now. You can't do that and still ask us for the same amount of money with the VR. Uh, like... I can't play, like, even if you put Skyrim on it, which you have, I can't play Skyrim for four straight hours, you know what I mean, and not get sick to my stomach. That's one of the issues that faces VR, and that's one of the things that's always going to hold, I think, it back a little bit, is when somebody sits down to play video games, they're usually sitting down for quite some time, and you can't you can't really do that in VR, you know what I mean? Right. Um, okay. So let's move on. Uh, th- there was also Green Hell VR, which we'll just sh- shuffle that into the VR stuff. <laughs> the Tetris Effect developers are revealing a completely new project, uh, which actually looks really weird and kind of interesting, called Humanity. Uh, and all it shows is like some like weird spirit humans. Well, a weird spirit dog that all these like humans are following, following in like lemming-like fashion. Uh, and then there's some sort of creation tool, and you can create and share levels around the globe. I think this one was kind of my dark horse of the the state of play, just because it's so unique and interesting. It it kind of caught me in a way that I'm like, I kind of want to see what that is. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I don't know if it's even going to be a Zach game, but it's just one of those that I'm like, I I that's different. And we don't see a lot of different on these shows, especially not mm-hmm. this one. 
Yeah, we don't see a lot of different at all for any reason, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything to add to that one? No. Okay, moving on. Uh, another game that looks really interesting to me is uh, Tachia, launching into PlayStation Plus ex- Extra Tier this March. Tachia is a Wind Waker-like exploration game, uh, and it in- and it's just going to be, I think, like... Oh, no, is this part of their games as service thing? Or their Game Pass thing? It's going to be launching on it, yeah. Okay. I mean, this game looks really cool. I've actually seen... Uh, previous trailers of it uh yeah i remember this because i have a soft spot for wind waker in my heart so and this looks very wind waker ish uh yeah i think that it's a really pretty game uh so that's another one that could be a a good win for them uh then we've got goodbye volcano high coming to ps5 and playstation 4 on june 15th i don't really know what that is it's like animals that play music together it's a narrative thing. Yeah, it's really uh, yeah they've, it's been uh, teased a couple times, actually, uh, across the past, I think, year, year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got Naruto Cross Boruto. Uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections gets new trailer. Uh, I'm not into the Naruto games. Do you got anything to add to that one? No, uh, me being a big anime guy, I still cannot get into Naruto. I've tried multiple times, and I, I just, I, I can't. I don't know what it is. Uh, but it was, uh, it was the last anime I watched uh, religiously. Oh, really? Yeah, I got to like yeah. episode two hundred, and then I was like, "This is stupid. I don't want to do this anymore." <laughs> yeah, I, well, shit. I'm I'm balls deep in One Piece, like 800 some, some episodes in. Uh, but I always like those s- shows because they start off intelligent with the way they fight, and then by the time you get like so many in, you're just like nobody's like tricking anybody anymore. It's just somebody's throwing a giant toad at another one. And like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I always like those, those fighting things where it's like, this is how I fight in this really cool and different way. And then the other person has to figure out how to like beat them with their skills. And it's like this weird Mm. overpower chess match thing. Like, yeah, bleach did it a ton. Bleach Uh, did it a ton. Yeah. Like, like, but it, they all end up becoming Dragon Ball Z, where it's just like fires coming out of my butthole at all times, and nobody yeah. can touch me. And I, I don't that kind of stuff. Like it gets to a point where it overpowers, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just another one of those uh, 3D arena fighter games. Ninja Storm, uh, I believe, is the 3D arena fighter. That's all it is. Right. Um, yeah, so then, uh, uh, finally, our last thing is we actually got a new trailer, uh, for Digital Extreme and Airship Syndicate's Wayfinder. This is a game that I am still extremely interested in, and, uh, you know what? I'm gonna come out and say it. I got into a closed beta for it. Did, I did. And, uh, I can't talk about that at all, or I will get sued. Um, but... I'm very interested to see this game. I'm really interested to see it come out. I think that, you know, we were talking about the Lives of Service stuff. um, And one of the people who does Lives of Service really good. Like, they've actually done it really well for nearly 10 years. It's Digital Extremes. They've been doing 
Warframe forever, you know? They know how to do this in a way that doesn't piss people off, that keeps people playing, that keeps the player base up. Uh, and this game just, it, it looks like if Warframe and Fable had a baby. Mm. So it's it's very interesting. But they showed a gameplay overview trailer uh, it was about an uh, it was about like a, a minute twenty six, and they just kind of talked about some huge boss battles, some overview of fighting, uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, this game is supposed to come out this year. Uh, I, again, I can't say what I experienced in the beta, but I don't know that I would say that I think it's going to come out this year. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, oh, and they also announced another beta for February 28th. So that's exciting. Very exciting. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, and that, that brought us to the end of the state of play. And I think that we need to, you know, roll this all back into our initial words, which is, is this their E3 presentation? Is this what we're seeing from PlayStation this year? Um, I know it's a little bit early to be considering it there, but I mean, we're only talking three months away from E3. What else could they possibly have to show us? Um, I think that this is, uh, I mean, and coming on, the, uh, coming off the fact that we just watched a Nintendo Direct that was less than stellar, uh, where it actually kind of made me not want to get the one game that I've been excited to play on that system. Uh, and an Xbox show that was way less than stellar. Um, I don't know. What do you think, man? I think it was all reactionary. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I would be a fool to think that they don't have like feelers out to kind of know what everybody else is in the process of doing. Um, I feel like they put something out just so that they can say, well, Microsoft and Nintendo did something, so I'm going to do something here too. Um, I think it's more along those lines, and I do think that they have, quote-unquote, saved all their good stuff for the summer. I mean, it's one of those things to where, obviously, we're, we're over here like, what could they have to show? But that's just the thing is... That's what those sorts of shows are supposed to be for. I mean, we didn't know when they announced this what they were going to show. I mean, there was a lack of Final Fantasy 16. That's probably going to be in the summer. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get some other major announcements in the summer. The Final Fantasy, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so mostly I agree with you. I will say this, though. Like, I can think of four games off the top of my head that Xbox could show at their not they're not e3 presentation you know what i mean that we'd want to see stuff from i can think i can think of like two or three things that nintendo could show at that time of the year i can't think of anything that sony would have in the pipeline i mean they just wrapped up god of war we know that naughty dog isn't doing another uncharted uh like i don't like what like we already have seen everything that we've seen from Horizon for the foreseeable future, right? I, what could they possibly show us for this year? I, I mean, and you're right; it does leave that kind of like open for them to show us something really great. But at the same time, I'm kind of wondering, especially in 
in the era that we live in where everything is part of a franchise like mm -hmm. what are they going to show us because we've seen all the franchises you know what i mean sony's going to have something for spider-man because theoretically that's supposed to be out this year oh that's true that's true the next spider-man game that's true uh and that could be a centerpiece i guess um I don't know. I don't know. I still, I think this was, I, I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you on the reactionary. It does feel a little like thrown together. A lot of the trailers here were for games that we already knew about. It wasn't a lot of information that we got that we didn't already have. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's wrap that shit up and jump on over to odds and ends. What do you say? Wrap it up, BB. <laughs> Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, we're back with Odd and End. Uh, no, apparently, one, one or the other, just, just odd, odd or just End. We uh, we went through the whole Odds and Ends thing, and uh, it turns out uh, I didn't, I don't have any. That one that I spent, uh, that Phil Billy gave me, was my only one, which is weird. I thought I had written down a couple, but apparently I did not. So. And I burned one when we were talking about with uh, the E3 thing. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger Neil's, over here. Neil's got one. And it's and not it's even anything earth-shattering. Uh, <laughs> gonna be a short show. They uh, they announced a new Doom game. Uh, now, don't get too excited because it's definitely not a sequel to Doom Eternal or anything like that. It is... A top-down shooter, like a twin-stick shooter situation for mobile called Mighty Doom. The little toy version of the Doom guy going through and taking things out on like a rails sort of situation. It looks... It, it is money. Money, 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 money. money. It's it all money. it is. It's just... It's just gonna be. It's it's like that Gears one that came out. You remember that one where it was like a versus? Oh yeah, the little Gears uh, or whatever. Gears. Was, yeah, no, it was oh, a pop. Yeah, it was it was oh, pop. Garbage, absolute garbage. And I think that this game is gonna be absolute garbage. It's just yeah. crap the on your phone. Only thing that I'm hoping, hoping and praying. Is normally this sort of stuff comes out around the same time that there's gonna be a major release or announcement of something mainline doom eternal came out in what 2019 mm -hmm. so we're kind of coming up on the time that we might be hearing about a new doom maybe possibly okay we'll see we shall see i don't know about that i'm not convinced about that you know what i do have a couple odds and ends oh I went, okay. I went into the internet and I found them. They were ones that I meant to mark down but forgot to. Um, the, the, the first one is uh, Hogwarts Legacy did really successful. Oh, yeah. And it, In fact, you like can't find it anywhere because uh, my wife has actually been looking for it. And we've only stumbled across it once randomly. Buy it digitally, you fucking weirdo. No. Disc. Disc or die. You have a PC. Yeah. You can't put a disc in a PC. It's going in the PlayStation 5. Just get a just buy a free PC. It's better anyway. Anyway, uh <laughs> your uh, uh yeah, it, it was really successful. 
Uh, people have been speculating about the DLC. I guess some coders found in the code that uh, Quidditch is mentioned and might be coming in future games and everything. Of course, this was another time that IGN like jumped on it and was like, Quidditch is coming in the next DLC, which prompted <laughs> Avalanche Studios to come out and be like, look, we have absolutely no plans for DLC, which I don't know if I buy that, but they were like, we are just working on making this game good. We, we're not saying we're not making DLC ever, but we're really happy people like it. We want to work out the bugs. That's it. That's what we're working on. So there are no in-the-work plans for DLC for Hogwarts Legacy anywhere, at least according to the company, which I don't know if I buy. I, I can't imagine in our modern world with a property like that, they weren't already... They don't already have, like, something on a storyboard somewhere, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. 100%. But, but yeah. No, no, no plans for DLC there. Anything, anything to add, sir? No. No? No. That's it? All right. All right. I mean, we have time. I know we do. I just didn't have anything else to say. I, I can't that, speak like, on that game half until... Half the time, I can't shut you up, and then it's and like... Now, don't... now it's just crickets. We need to yeah, fill no. space, and you're just silence across the board. Uh, all right. That's it. That's all I wanted to put in there. That's oh. it. That's it. All right, so two odds. So there is... There, yeah. You got an odd and there, an you end. You do have an odd and end. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody out there, we're we're just gonna wrap it up early then. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, who everybody who wants a ninety Sorry, minute podcast. Sorry, we disappointed you. I know, I know. Unsubscribe. Uh, all right, we will be right back to tell you guys the things, and then uh, yeah, we'll be done. Horrible gaming podcast. All right, all right. So here we go. That's it. That's the end of our show. Short one. I mean, blame Sony for not having more stuff at their state of play. Um, <laughs> we we don't have anything else. Uh, Neil, is there anything special you'd like to plug this week? Uh, well, uh, we did do a stream last week of You Suck at Parking. Uh, tune into that if you want to see me get verbally abused. Um, so in other words, outside. definitely tune into that. It was a <laughs> lot of fun to verbally abuse Neil. <laughs> it always happens. Um, yeah, it was a great stream. Uh, you guys can check that out. It's the Lasso Three. We played You Suck at Parking again. We might play it again next time or not. I don't know. Who knows? What the, what time will bring to us, uh, sir? Uh, on t- on other fronts, uh, please check out the last T-Shop playthroughs. Uh, we've been doing some more TTRPG stuff, tabletop role-playing game stuff. Uh, I played a crazy-ass game with Wizards Respite, our official unofficial uh, TTRPG partner, and it, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, not a lot of shooty, stabby, bang-bang stuff. It a lot of real heavy role-playing, but check it out uh, if you, if you want to watch us pretend to be people that aren't us. <laughs> for a couple hours uh, and it had a really good twist at the end um on top of that i also on the ttrpg front want to push our narrative uh womanizer's guide to axiom uh this is a game a role-playing game that myself and mark bell played for like two years roughly five years ago uh we did it all through text and uh we saved all the text and uh th- we we're finally just kind of rewriting it up 
so that it looks good. I'm doing the narration, so you can you can watch it in narrative form, or you can read it on wizardsdressbike.com. Uh, very proud of that. I just want to give that quick plug. It's coming out on Mondays, uh, and it's really nice. Other than that, we got a lot of stuff, man. The Prelude to Divorce still going strong. OMGM still going strong. Uh, you know, all the podcast here, you can check us out. We got streams. We got all sorts of stuff. Uh, Phil Billy's back streaming on Road to Beldor's Gate 3. Everybody's having fun on the channel. So, uh, so yeah, check out everything we have to offer. You can also contact us on Facebook at DH to tell us how angry you are that the show was short. Uh, you can contact <laughs> us on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord. Uh, the best place to tell us you're mad at us. Uh, and also the best place to uh, influence this in all of our shows. Um, so until next week, as long as you guys keep watching this and we'll keep making, we'll see you guys then. Pause. I don't know why I say we're going to talk about something. Because we're just going to bitch about it. That's what we're going to do. What we do every I mean, talking about something is still talking about it. Yeah, I guess. I guess. It's a very different. Like, talking is so hopeful. Whereas, I feel like it gets people's hopes up and then it goes into it and it's just... It's just bitching. <laughs> I mean, yeah. As long as we're not using, like... Uh terms like getting into a quibble about something that that people just like very confused quibble. A, a quibble which is always hilarious because like anytime somebody uses that word which weirdly enough i have heard people using that word to some degree still <laughs> and it's just like quibble yeah okay it sounds like so fun and light-hearted but it's just like an argument that's not aggressive and it's just right. like i don't know like can't you just use a normal word <laughs> like, oh, I, get it. I have a game master out there who i play for i'm not gonna name names but he uses the word irregardless which is not a word no yeah it's not a word the word regardless is a word but people say I... irregardless and it's not actually a word the thing that bothers me, though, is he knows all this. He uses it and says it's a word because it's in Webster's Dictionary. Motherfucker, the heart symbol is in Webster's Dictionary. It's because so many people used it that they put it in there. doesn't make it part of the English language. It just means it's there. Oh, drives me nuts. But I, I called him out on it once, and he's like, it's in Webster's Dictionary. And everybody else backed him up, and I was like, okay. I'm just going to cringe every time like, this asshole says it. That sounds like something somebody who's trying to win at Scrabble says. <laughs> it's in the dictionary. It's in Webster's dictionary. The heart symbol is in Webster's dictionary. It does not make it a word. It does not make an emoji a word. I did not know that they started putting symbols in there. Oh, man. The heart symbol went in years ago, too. Like, And it's not even like, like they just start adding weird shit there just because it's part of like... People use it to communicate, so they put it in there, but that doesn't make it a real word. <laughs> like, it just doesn't. Right. <laughs> Recognizing it, that people use it, doesn't make it a word. 